listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. Photographer Almiro Barauna and the crew aboard a Brazilian Navy vessel witness a disc-shaped object maneuvering over the ocean. Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin, and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. Okay, so for anybody who's been following our whole life story, we have still not gotten any eggs from these chickens. Still nothing. No eggs. But I have a feeling they're coming soon. I think, I hope so. That's what I'm telling myself, at least. Yeah, I know, because right now they're just like, we, we have these fake eggs in the coop, and the chickens just, we just feed them, and they, now they peck my legs. That's a new thing. Yeah, they're getting a lot more comfortable, I think. Yeah, they're friendly, and... So they're kind of actually kind of cute. I'm not gonna say I'm, a, I'm not gonna say I'm a chicken person, but they're kind of they're kind of growing on me. I feel like you're coming around. I am, but I would be coming around a lot quicker if like I was eating delicious eggs every morning, you know. But in short time. Well, yeah. So they're about 22 weeks or so. So we should. So, so supposedly, so Nick and I have been just like we just Google chicken things. We don't have people. We have a few people in our family, extended family, that has done stuff like this. But it's not like we come from farming, like parents or anything. So we're we're going in blind. Yeah. So it's a learning curve for sure. But definitely, um, like I've talked about before, if it, I can't say this enough. This is just like a life motto of mine. But if you're interested in doing something in your life, and you don't have the immediate resources like nobody's ever taught you or anything google things youtube things don't you you have one life so try it do it i don't think i have any regrets about getting these chickens <laughs> so far <laughs> so uh but we're learning we're learning so that's what's going on with the chickens all the other animals are adorable and cute and loving the warm weather so absolutely otherwise the warm weather has been nice for us because Everything's in bloom, and I've started running outside. I mean, I was running outside. I run outside in the winter, but it's uh, so not enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's nice to have, like, the sun, like, on you when you're running. Yeah. It's nice. It just, it makes you, your muscles feel better. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, like, I'll run in 10 degrees outside just to torture myself. I'll run in the rain and everything, but there's nothing like running in like 75 degrees, 80 degrees. and With a nice cool breeze. Yeah, it's just so wonderful. So I think Nick and I did the half marathon 
last year, you guys were a part of that, and I think I'm gonna start training for a half marathon or a full marathon again. Hey, there you go. I'll do it with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even said this to Nick, so good. So we're both gonna start doing that. So that's pretty fun. fun. Yeah. And we haven't been watching anything of note because we watched the first 48. Oh, man. Yeah. We, like, discovered that, have been watching it, and a couple, like, really terrible episodes. Yeah. I mean, terrible. Not, it was, they were just, like, horrible. Grizzly. Gr there you go. Yeah. Uh, so that, been kind of put off by them, that show. Yeah, we were like, we can't do horror yeah. right now after watching very real life horrors. We were yeah. like, oh, this is so fun. Remember First 48? It's like 100 years old. I used to watch it in college. And then we, <laughs> we turned it on and we were like, this is so horrifying. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I was into that when I was younger. I don't know. Yeah, like, First 48, America's Most Wanted, uh, Cops to Catch a Predator. To Catch like, a Predator. All of oh these shows. Why Why were they so popular? Why are they so popular? Still, yeah. Like, Dateline, I, you know. Dateline, like, another one? There are so many seasons of these shows, and I get it. It's like a cool mystery. Like, we turned on First 48. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much violence and, like, real-life disturbing stuff is on them. Oh, my gosh. And I don't know. I think we feel the same in this, but I like horror, like, movies, and I like yeah, paranormal, yeah, yeah. but I'm not into, like, real-life slasher, gruesome, violent stuff, because that's, yeah. like, real-life terrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's enough, like, bad in the world. We don't need the real bad stuff to be highlighted and shown to me, personally. Yeah. Like, I know all that's out there, but... I don't know, especially like the last one that we watched. That was just like horrible. Yeah, we were like, okay, we're never watching this yeah. 48 again. <laughs> so then I turned on, so I've been watching, uh, and Nick has been reluctantly roped into this just because it was on, but I've been, just been watching Selling Sunset. <laughs> nothing horror, <laughs> nothing paranormal. Totally ridiculous, although I will say these women, you know, if you're selling multi-million dollar houses, then you're handling a lot of pressure and you're a pretty good business person. So I I actually appreciate it for that, but it's no, a silly, no. silly reality it's show. It's silly, but the houses that they like sell are pretty awesome, too. Pretty awesome. They're insane. So, um, so nothing to report that's exciting that we're watching, but that's what's going on with our lives. Uh, and just a reminder, we are now part of Sundown 96.6. Uh, we just launched our app for Sundown. It's a totally scary paranormal radio station. You can download the app at sundown966.com or in your app store, wherever you get apps. Um, we just play vintage radio shows and Chillin' is on there. This podcast is on there. We play vintage commercials and pop scary music and like blues scary music and all kinds of cool stuff. So check that out you can also if you're going on a spooky field trip this summer yes like a scary trip of some sort and you think that it would be cool to tell us about please through the sundown website sundown966.com you can submit an audio like soundbite of your trip and what you thought uh there about two episodes ago one of our listeners did that and mm -hmm. it was really cool so 
have them bring them in. Come yes. on. We, yes. I know you guys are going weird places. You DM me all the time and tell me where you're going. And or if like, you have already gone to yeah. a weird place and want to recount it and send it over, we'd love for you to be a part of the show. Yes. So send us your field trips for the summer and what you think of places and check out sundown966.com. When the night falls, when the shadows become deep and black, the silent pall of evil settles on the earth. Who dares to search? Who dares to see what walks in the night? If you dare, welcome to Sundown 96.6 FM. Sundown966.com for more details and merch. Your UFOs in the news this week comes from Mirror.co. Headline, Triangular UFO seen hovering over military base by witnesses captured on video. Around 50 eyewitnesses at the Marine Corps Air Ground Combat Center 29 Palms, Camp Wilson, saw the triangular shape back in April 2021. A mass UFO sighting featured a silent triangular craft with illuminations triggering, quote, air and ground response, end quote, took place above a military base, it has been claimed. The startling incident unfolded on the evening of April 20th, 2021 and lasted for approximately 10 minutes. Video shot by Marines at the military base with their smartphones seemed to reveal the presence of five luminous objects arranged in a distinct triangular configuration. The 10-minute event occurred anywhere between 8.20 and 9.30 PST. According to eyewitness reports, the UFO appeared in the form of a triangular shape and observed from various angles. Notably, witness emphasized that the craft was completely silent throughout the entirety of the sighting. Although precise measurements were challenging, estimations placed the size of the unidentified object somewhere between half the size of a football field and a three-bedroom, two-story house. What do you think about that, Kate? That's crazy. So I've been seeing video of this. Yeah. And so I'm so happy that Nick found this, this article. And I'm so happy that you did because I've been fascinated by this footage. So you guys can find this footage very easily. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of footage of this craft. And it's pretty startling. I, I Dare I say I'm almost desensitized at this point to this. Because it's like now with the footage that comes out, like it's almost like daily of 
things that we can't explain in the sky. I know. Um, speaking of, we, we did say we weren't watching anything interesting, but we are watching Skinwalker Ranch, the new season, talking about things in the sky. Oh my gosh, no kidding. Crazy. It's so crazy. So, if you guys are interested, watch this footage, because it is wild. Google triangular shape UFO over military base. It'll be the first thing that comes up. Please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. Your Paranormal News for this week is that you can now camp at the Rhode Island home that inspired the horror film The Conjuring. There are eight sites available, which range in cost from $300 to $400, each with their own Fright Factor rating. It's recommended that you pack your courage, quote unquote. The Rhode Island house made famous by the 2013 horror film, The Conjuring, is now letting people camp on its grounds in an experience it calls gamping. Ghosts plus camping equals gamping. <laughs> I think that's a note from Nick. Uh, he wrote this out. <laughs> the Conjuring House is located in the northwestern corner of the Ocean State, not far from the Massachusetts border in the town of Burrowville, Rhode Island. The remote farmhouse is said to be haunted with reports over the decades of paranormal activity and ghost sightings. Our new gamping experience will take you beyond the walls of the conjuring house and immerse you in the land for an unforgettable overnight investigation within the walls of our three to four person tents the website says visitors are to bring their own equipment to investigate what might await in the darkness because this excursion is sure to test your capacity to experience the paranormal that's really cool. <laughs> I know. I saw that. And I was like, we have to get the word out. Yeah, we have to share this. And, and for more details, you can go to their website at theconjuringhouse.com. Awesome. Okay. And that's not even a paid ad. We've actually been to the Conjuring Houses. And if you're interested in our experience, it's a few episodes ago. Yes, this is just for the love of what it is. Yeah. It's a cool house. And that's a really cool thing that you can camp at it now. Camp. Get. Gamping. 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 That's what they're calling it. I wish I came up with it, but that's what they're calling it. Love it. So, check it out. Every week, Nick and I talk about our crazy homestead life and all our outdoor adventures. Follow our outdoor business on Instagram at Nightwalker Outdoors to see our homesteading journey, learn more about the outdoors, and pick up some really cool gear. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's Movie Club. Welcome to the Movie Club. the people of Virginia, Brazil, witnessed a UFO event that would change their lives forever. Só que ele plenava, ia perdendo lentamente a altitude e ia caminhando. 
call it another Roswell, if you will. It is a crash vehicle that had beings on board. Mas que eles não poderiam admitir a verdade, a população ia entrar em colapso. Nada temos a esconder. Finally, the facts will be revealed. The Virginia case is considered the most well-kept secret in the military circles of Brazil. My objective here is to put some clarity on what took place in Virginia, Brazil, January 1996. The witnesses are some of the most compelling testimony I've ever heard. Meu nome é Carlos de Souza. Meu nome é Cátia Xavier. Meu nome é Liliane Silva. Meu nome é Valkyria Silva. Action! A lot of people in this town have a little piece of the puzzle. Naquele local, eu vi o rastro da criatura pé. Foi onde ele falou que que eu vi era uma coisa sobrenatural. This year, Mark Benicherez, he had captured this creature with his bare hands. Você confirma que o seu irmão estava de serviço naquele dia 20? Confirmo. After he captured the creature, he developed this infection that wouldn't go away. Foi pro CTI de manhã, 7 horas da manhã, 15 para o meio-dia, ele veio a óbito. This can no longer be covered up. They might shoot us because we're on the property. This can't be denied. This was proof. We pull this off. It'll be the most compelling testimony revealed. Of contact. This is a level of confirmation that only a handful of people on this planet have. Your movie club pick for last week was Moment of Contact from 2022. And I was really excited about this. This is actually my second time watching it. Um, because... It's really like sort of, and they say it in the trailer, the Roswell of Brazil. And the footage, the eyewitness accounts, um, the evidence is pretty overwhelming. And so I thought it was a really cool documentary for everyone to watch. It does require your attention. Like it requires a lot of attention because mm -hmm. it's not overdubbed in English or anything. So you have to read subtitles like almost half the time. Totally, yeah. Um, it's definitely not one of those ones where you like passively put it on and do something else. Yeah, like sometimes I do art while I watch movies and stuff like that, and this for this, it's it was, that didn't happen. But it's worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. What did you think of it, Nick? I thought it was, it was a great, a great capture of a lot of people's belief in the area like i really loved whenever they were in brazil and they threw up that little like uh poster board they're like hey if you like have a story we want to talk to you mm -hmm. and so many people had so many consistencies it was so cool and then uh the main gentleman that had the sighting and they took him back to the original location oh, yeah, yeah. and you know it's it's in a different language uh and they subtitle it or whatever but just his like conviction came through yeah. Like, only someone that had really experienced what they described happen, happening. 
And uh, that was like just compelling watching. I was like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is you, like. Yeah, you really felt it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought it, I thought it was great. What what about what about you? I think it's a great documentary. I think they go really deep with it. Yeah, really um, deep. Really deep. Like it's only about this sighting, mm -hmm. which there aren't a lot of docu like UFO documentaries in particular that like do that a lot of times. Yeah. Well, aside from Roswell documentaries, I guess, but like. A lot of times, like the phenomenon and stuff, they'll talk about several different sightings. Yeah. So this was really cool. They go really deep and really thorough with all the evidence. Um, I one of the most compelling things about this case is the drawing of the creature and mm. the officer who caught it with his bare hands and died. Like shortly, shortly after. Like within four hours of crazy. Like four-ish hours of capturing it. Wow. Supposedly. Um, and the government's involvement in everything. It's really sort of startling. Like, if you really invest your energy and watch and, like, pay attention to what they're saying and pay attention to how these people are talking and pay attention to who the people who are talking are because they're yeah. all very, like, seemingly very normal people. Yeah. It doesn't seem crazy. Um, it's sort of mind-boggling. I... My one issue with this stuff is now, I'm just going to be totally honest with everyone, now that I've gotten more into doing paranormal research and news and doing this podcast and helping with Sundown and stuff, um, I don't know if I'm more skeptical or what, but I watch everything with a very skeptical brain now. And watching this, it was sort of, I don't know. It was sort of like I wanted to almost dismiss it. Like, oh, another UFO sighting. That totally makes sense. Which is totally insane. But maybe because there's been so much footage or... No, I'm saying it totally makes sense that, like, why you would think that. Like, think that way. Because there's just been so much of it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just so and, much of it. And there's so much of it. And it is so crazy for this entire town in Brazil... To have this happen and everyone knows about it and then we're just now finding out about it and we're just supposed to be like oh cool that happened yeah it's just like it's almost like the approach of like you have to approach it with like oh okay instead because otherwise it just like blows your mind of course and i think that's where i'm at and also i think when i watch these things now it's like i know they're not gonna show me a ufo or something oh yeah like it's yeah. like watching bigfoot documentaries and stuff it's like i know they didn't find of course, bigfoot of because course. if they found bigfoot it'd be all over the it's news. yeah it's not the story is not finding bigfoot it's their attempt at doing what whatever yeah doing. and right. like it's like the research is so great and i love the eyewitness accounts and i love the evidence that they can find yeah but it's like i want to see if this is so selfish and like and I don't, oh, I don't know if it's selfish or what it is, but I want to see this creature that they saw. Yeah, you know, course, like, if we're talking about this, I want to see it. I want to see the UFO. Like, yes. what we talked about in the UFOs and the news this week, um, that footage, like, that's very clear compelling footage. footage. That's very compelling footage. So watching this documentary, I mean, they had compelling footage. I mean, they had photos and stuff, and uh, Nick's first words were, oh, I'd like to see somebody do an analysis on that photo. Because... Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it almost looks like a little like feathered drawing. Yeah, and it's, it's very like, light, subtle. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's I I want to see real evidence. I, you know, I watch all these things. No, I watch these ghost shows, and it's like you just want to see it. It's like yeah. so fun to hear the accounts and everything, but 
and I know my friends who are into UFOs and stuff like that would like to know this. I mean, obviously, that's why they make these shows. Of course. But, I don't know. For me, it was a little, like... Oh, come on. No, I know. And I want to see it. I think that's me with, like, all all, all of these things. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. But then again, I also tell myself, if that were to happen, none of this would be created, right? Because yeah. it would just be, like, overtaken by mainstream media, you yeah. know, monopolizing on the footage or the pictures or whatever. So we wouldn't have any of these, you know, entertaining uh, documentaries that, like, yeah. moment of contact. And I think if, like... Or they'd be a lot if, less well-known. If these documentaries are real and true, I mean, if the evidence is true and stuff, and governments are suppressing this information, then this is the best we're going to get right now. That's right? a good point. Like, you know, if Men in Black are real, like, who knows, you know? So um, I thought it was amazing, but I do find myself, you know, looking at these things very skeptically. Like, like okay, well, where's the real... Yeah. Like, where, where are we going with this? And this does do an amazing job of going deep with the evidence. I just... I want to see a, you know, a Bigfoot. Yeah, I want to see 100%. Mothman, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if I want to meet him, but yeah. I want to see a video or something. No, totally. I know it. I know it. But then it makes you think about, like, like talking about, like, UFOs or aliens. It makes me think of, like, flipping it around and think of what's in, like, the depths of the ocean. And we're, oh we, my gosh. like, the images oh. that always come about are, like, these ridiculous-looking creatures with... Like oh. lanterns that come out and over its head for yeah. illumination, and that are transparent, yeah. and that are you know sixty feet long or whatever. Um, like those, like if those There's are, so much, and yeah. those are like every day, right? So if those are out there, and we're still discovering them, and that's beneath our feet. Mm-hmm. What else is up above that we have never even thought about? Oh my gosh! Well, you know, we always say look up. I always say that because if you look up for five minutes at night, you're going to see something that you don't recognize, whether it's a satellite or something else. But it's always fun even seeing a satellite. It's like, whoa, they move so quick. You never realize it. They almost look like shooting stars at this point. Really? Um, But you might see a shooting star. You might see something, but you'll see something interesting. And the frequency with which we don't look up, like human beings. Yeah. Don't look up. I mean, right now we're sitting in the house. I don't know what the heck could be flying yeah. over my head. I yeah. don't see outside. So, yeah, it's just like what's out there, what's in the oceans, what's... Um, and this isn't really a, a critique of this documentary. It's kind of sort of a critique of all of the unknown. Because even when we watched the documentary about the plane that went missing... Oh, yes. Um, that we talked about a few episodes ago. It's like... And the government was supposedly involved in that. So it's like, where is the plane? Like, tell I us know. what this is, you know? I do yeah. so much paranormal research that it's like sometimes you just want to, you know, you yeah. want to break. Kind of want to win. Yeah, you want to you see something. something You're like, oh, come on. And I know um, people who are really, like, really into this stuff that I talk to all the time that do this for a living. You know, they're on Discovery Channel. They write books. It's like, I'm sure they really want to see oh, I, I'm sure my, I don't even... My desire to see this stuff doesn't even compare. Oh, it's, a, it's a blip, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And our scary story this week is actually going to be about that sighting. So if you didn't watch it, you'll get all the information in just a moment. This week's movie club pick is Dead Zone, Stephen King's Dead Zone from 1983. You can watch it, it looks like, on Paramount Plus and Amazon Prime. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I think, you know, it's Christopher Walken. Can't, he he never misses. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's Christopher Walken. Yeah, I watched it so long ago, but I love Stephen King. You know, I'm very biased in that regard, but I don't remember what Dead Zone is about. Uh, so, anyway, watch Dead Zone from 1983 before next week's episode on Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. And you can always follow my art on Instagram at cult.class. Thanks for listening. Three women, Katya, two sisters, Liliani, and Valkyria. They got within eight to ten feet in broad daylight of this creature. They're walking through this field, and it's up against a cinder block wall. And one of them was looking at it, said, what is that? And it was crouched. And uh, one of them kind of, like, screeched. Ah! Like, what is that? And it turned, and it looked right at the girls. The smell, that stench, and the footprint on the ground. Is there any conventional explanation why the military shut everything down? No, they did try to say that the creature was this guy who's got like some deformities, um, but I've seen the guy Modine or something like that. And you talk to the witnesses, and they're just like, "Oh, come on! I'm not even gonna, you know, that's laughable at best." I think, I think an alien spaceship crashed, and they recover live aliens, and we made contact. Your scary story for this week is about the UFO incident in Virginia, Brazil. Moment of Contact, the movie we picked last week from Movie Club, is about this incident. But I just wanted to explain the incident and share the details for anybody who didn't watch or didn't fully understand the documentary because it is such an incredible case. So I got all this information from an article on the New York Post. And that clip that just played was the director of Moment of Contact speaking with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan did a whole interview with him. His name is James Fox, and he talks about the research that they did for that documentary. It sounds like science fiction. On January 13, 1996, the United States Air Force shoots down a UFO which crashes six miles from a medium-sized town in southeastern Brazil. Seven days later, two sisters, aged 14 and 16, and a 21-year-old friend spot a tiny, frightened alien with big red eyes crouching by a wall. They run screaming back to their mother. The Brazilian police and military capture at least two aliens, one of which scratches an officer, infecting and ultimately killing him before dying along with its extraterrestrial comrades. 
the U.S. Air Force confiscates the alien bodies and takes them to an unknown location, a vast cover-up by the Brazilian military enforced with death threats last 26 years. But if it's all made up, it is one of the greatest works of science fiction in history. Most everyone who hears the witnesses tell their story a quarter of a century later is convinced that they are telling the truth. A college professor and amateur ultralight pilot named Carlos de Sousa said he witnessed the crash in Virginia, Brazil on January 13, 1996. De Sousa describes the spacecraft as the size of a school bus but shaped like a submarine with white smoke leaking out of a gash in its back. He compares the UFO to a malfunctioning washing machine, rocking and jerking around in the sky. De Sousa says he ran to the site of the crash where he saw pieces of metal, like a thin aluminum foil, spread across the field. He said he picked up a piece of the metal and crumpled it in his hand, and then let it go, at which point it returned to its original shape. Immediately afterward, he says the military showed up and soldiers started screaming at him to go away. Go away, go away, I'm ordering you, they yelled, as one officer held a rifle to his face. Seven days later, two sisters and their friend were walking through an empty lot in between two houses when they spotted the creature just eight feet away. I was in the front and they were a little further in the back, one sister explains. Passing by here, the graffiti caught my attention. I looked and I saw the creature. It appeared to be suffering from the heat. One sister screamed and the other said that she looked and felt fear. I looked into its eyes and saw that it was frightened. Just as I was frightened, the creature was also frightened. I saw that it was afraid of us. It was an exchange of fears, it for ours, afraid of us in the same way that we were afraid of it a being we weren't familiar with. What I saw stopped me in my tracks, said their friend. It glued me to that spot. It had red eyes, oily skin. I couldn't see an open mouth, not smiling, sad expression, shrunken back. It didn't have hair, eyes three times bigger than ours. What we saw wasn't human and it wasn't an animal either. Nowadays, I do think it was a being from another planet. It wasn't a man, it wasn't an animal. What it was, I can't say. After we ran a while, I stopped and asked what we saw, and then we ran to our mothers. We were children of Catholics and thought it could be a demon. That's why we were so scared. Their mom made the girls return. When they got back to the spot, their mother saw a footprint in the dirt. It was a round foot with three long toes. For 20 days, I smelled its smell, said their mom. I couldn't stand the smell. I don't know where it came from. I even washed my nose with alcohol and water. It was an ammonia smell, said the daughter. No, it wasn't ammonia, says the mother. It smelled worse than sulfur. What a strange smell. They told their story to the press and were met mostly with ridicule at the time but the girls have not changed their testimony in over 25 years. Six miles away from the crash site, the military set up a blockade in a residential neighborhood. Sources say the local fi fire department, which is under control of the military police, 
captured one of the creatures in the morning, and another officer captured a second near where the three girls had seen it later in the afternoon. That was when the creature scratched the young officer who grew sick and sought help at the hospital. The doctor who treated him said that the officer spoke openly about what happened because he feared he was dying and was fighting to survive. The creature was skinny, weak, and fragile. A civilian UFO investigator said he was shown a 35-second film fragment of the creature by a senior officer in 2012. It had brown skin with an oil or grease on the body. It had a big head with red eyes, no pupils. The face was like a reptile, like a frog with strange red eyes, three times bigger than ours. There are several other UFO researchers who claim to have seen pictures of this creature or interviews and things like that and claim that there is a cover-up or that they've seen images of the creature. There are a lot of different witnesses to this case and the officer who got scratched by the creature did end up passing away that day. This whole case is one of the craziest UFO alien encounter cases that I've ever heard of. And again, we enjoyed the film and the documentary that really goes deep into the details of this case. But um, it's really just shocking to hear about and to see pictures and artist renditions of the creature. And it's crazy to think about maybe like where wreckage of this craft could have gone or these bodies of these creatures could have gone or the things that we don't know as civilians. That is the story of the UFO incident in Virginia, Brazil. Be sure to watch this week's movie club pick, Stephen King's Dead Zone from 1983 before our next episode. Thanks for chilling with us, and we'll see you next Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. This has been a Sundown 96.6 FM production.